0: Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Sensei's Corner, Noor. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ellen. I'm Good super to be excited to talk to you today. You are an experienced, not only a digital advertising uh, director at Central, but you're actually no, your role is director of media innovation and technology at Central. Um, looking forward to the conversation today, but also I know that your background is on in buying media buying. So before we get into today's conversation, how about you introduce uh, yourself to us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like you just mentioned, my name yeah. is Nuna Sear, and I've been uh, in the programmatic media ad tech landscape now for over a decade. Yeah. And prior to that, I had a couple of years uh, working on the holding company side, specifically as a buyer and planner. So, all in all, it's been, I think, 13-ish years. And um, specifically what I do now on this with this ambiguous title, Media Innovations and Technology, What's That All About?, focused on primarily client education, but not so much training as it is what are new types of topics that clients want to have conversation about that's coming from an agnostic perspective. So we can just talk through um, pointers from a thought leadership perspective. How should teams or leaders be thinking about new concepts that are coming down um, the pipeline or that are on the horizon? um, And and what what do folks actually need to do with that? So that's kind of a, a little look into where my focus is.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. um, I like how you said ambiguity of your title because I did look it up and I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to knowing about like your little day to day. So what are the type of challenges you go through, like as you know, in your role? Like what are some of the challenges that we can we can chat with our listeners and talk about like, okay, this is how I'm facing this, but this is how we're approaching this.
1: Yeah, so probably should give even a little bit more background on what yeah. it means to offer thought leadership mm-hmm. in, in a valuable way because there are already so many clients that we deal with at Centro, and Centro is where I, I take on this role.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is um, like they have a dedicated team. So um, when would they want to reach out to me is when they're looking for even more specific um, analysis of a particular topic. And then also, Maybe it's communicating something in a way where you don't just pass along a one sheet or tell somebody to Google something, giving people the opportunity, our clients an opportunity to have that deeper investment in having a conversation, giving people permission to ask, you know, uh, otherwise maybe questions they would feel silly asking um, because there's so much presumption built into our industry that everyone knows what everyone else is talking about. We're obsessed with acronyms. um, Oh my gosh, yeah. And I mean, I... I was telling you earlier that I listened to your podcast. I listen to a lot of other industry podcasts. and the um the the tone where there is an expectation that people are on the same wavelength as somebody who might be at the at the very forefront of an industry, yeah. I think leaves a lot of listeners behind, um, whether that's in a podcast format, whether it's in an article or it's at a conference. Yeah. So um that that's where I really am I'm looking to give people that permission to ask those questions. So, whether it's about digital video, connected television, new types of programmatic media buying. Um, I'm not going to give you the nuances of how to put your hands on the keyboard and figure out how to do that buying, but how, how can we have a conversation to think about um, more meaningful ways to, to think about it, whether or not you're specifically responsible for doing that buying?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, provide training and development in programmatic media. So my one-on-one The people that I work with are like teams that are eager to learn programmatic media. They're probably expert in like PR, communication, social media, SEO, whatever you want to name it. And the agency is trying to offer programmatic media. But come in and we have like a six-month program where I I talk to them on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, depending on the team, honestly, and I provide customizable training. And let me tell you, like even though I am the expert and the trainer, (laughs) I have no problem saying, listen... Here's the glossary I'm coming up with, like I'm 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 making because there's so many terms, there's so many things going on in this industry, right? So it's like it's hard to no, like nobody can remember all of them at once. There's no way. There's no way. If you do good for you, man, reach out to me. Let me know you do know all of those acronyms and you understand how to utilize it in your day to day. But I think it's a good segue into today's conversation because we're going to. Maybe high level kind of touch on like automation in digital media, but like specifically not so much about like the actual buying and placement of the ad, but more in terms of like everything around it. Right. We talk about I mean, you just talked about how you touch um, you are in contact with different teams and different clients, different people explaining and and help guide them through. The whole process, but I think we don't give enough uh, credit to collaboration between the teams and so I'm very intrigued in terms of maybe understanding how central does it um, or what what your take is on how automation fall in terms of um all other work involved inside an agency, like how planning, media research, market research, communication, finance, buying, ad ops, I mentioned, creative. How does all of them comes into um, into play? Like, what are the opportunities to automate that, as from an agency perspective? And if you have any brands that brands experience as well, I would love to hear that. Sure. So, so I have at least seven questions. So go ahead. Just vomit whatever you know vomit so I like to term vomiting like just vomit whatever you think can answer these seven questions in a <laughs> row
1: yeah glad gladly so <laughs> I, I think even the way that you frame the question where you mentioned so many different things so often we work whether it's at an agency that is small or large mm-hmm. or if you um work independently um that you're you're tasked with doing so much, you're being asked to boil the ocean, but you're not always given the opportunity to think about everything at once. Uh, Maybe a couple of people are thinking about those things. It's usually not somebody who has their hands on keyboard or they're doing one specific task, thinking about everything from an integrated standpoint so that more thoughtfulness can go into how can we bring simplicity to what we're doing? Why are we doing things in super clunky ways? I think too often we're we're left not addressing those questions and being left to our own devices and by our own devices, I mean antiquated devices that we've always had access to. Um, so you know, starting from like the planning process, figuring out what your needs are as it relates to any particular media buy or some larger business challenges associated with one unique client, um going all the way down to figuring out what exactly or who you're going to target. What are the audience options? What are the partnership opportunities? What's the different types of inventory you can go after? And managing that, actively analyzing the reporting on an ongoing basis, looking at what's happening on the back end after your buys are starting to trickle down from a financial perspective, making sure that your buys have transpired in full. Um, And that that whole process is something that um, too often we're... We need assistance with. We need assistance to improve that process, and that's where automation is really at the heart of something that Centro is looking to solve. And for myself, on a personal level, um, as a former media buyer who would sit until eleven PM, midnight, wondering why what I was doing wasn't fast enough, wasn't good enough, um, I I think that this is like a question that that is like left to be solved. So uh, that might be an introductory uh, response to your question to say. We have this really elaborate, labyrinthine industry out there. And too often people are left with clunky, clunky um, techniques or options with which they must like, reconcile how to find the answers to their questions. And they deserve better. Um, so that, that's where um, Centro is trying to take a stand and help more organizations and individuals find the tools they need to, to make things simpler.
0: Right. So do you think the, so I can definitely relate to the 11 p.m. to midnight um, work or project urgency or waking up at five in the morning. Like I was joking with one of my dear friends. We were just joking about how, oh, you remember when we used to work for this agency and (laughs) we would wake up at like five, four in the morning and one day we'll all show up like one of them. One of us will show up at six a.m and see that the other one was here for an hour and will we'll, we'll feel guilty about not showing up even earlier to get the, thing, the work done. So I guess I shared this to say that if you're listening, this is not a healthy environment for you. And agencies and brands um, need to address it and they need to provide the tools for their people to work in a healthy Mental, physical, and I, I believe spiritually um, healthy spiritual environment, right? I'm sorry, mental, physical, spiritual, uh, uh, healthy environment. There you go. Whew. That was a mouthful. Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges in our direct roles some of, my, some of our wins and some of our um opportunities to grow to educate ourselves some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization best practice QA, templating workflow um operational workflow i'll have guest appearance i'm bringing my network to you and the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them Ooh. Excited about this, yo! I'm so hype. Um, so what to expect in your membership, right? Um, you can expect one hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month, access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community, um, discounted one on one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance, customizable trainings, but most importantly. <laughs> New best friends, y'all. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This is a community for you and I. This is a community for us to just join forces and really, really share, really just being able to be together in a community. There's so much growth when you're in a community, when you're able to relate to people or somebody understands where you're coming from, um, from, from different perspectives, right? So, so join today. Programmatic Meetup a community is open to you. Bring your friends. Tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, We respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the programmatic meetup. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about this. So thank you so much and see you soon. So. Give us an example about like when even you as a buyer, when you were working and because I know that my life, my previous lifetime as a buyer trained me into what I'm, I am now as a, an individual in this industry. So how, what can you share when in your previous lifetime, like I like to say, that can help us that where we can see an opportunities to fix this. Like I think there's a lot of siloing happening between in between teams. I think that's why we we have those opportunities to implement automation so that communication flows in between. Um, but what's your take on what's your take on that? Yeah. So
1: sometimes it's even the simplest of things, like yeah. something like as easy as contact management. You just have Outlook. And now you're desperately looking for that email with that publisher oh, you talked to yeah. seven weeks ago. And mm-hmm. now somebody's asking you to quickly forward that and you just can't find it. It's like lost in the abyss of your you know, archived emails. Mm-hmm. And it would be so much better if there was some sort of solution in place where you could just do the quickest keyword search, find that point of contact, Also find the string of communications that that person previously had with that organization, the plans maybe they activated against, things like that, that would really help educate you and give you the uh, answer to this really simple question that you're looking for, which is, I'm just looking for a contact. (laughs) And it's possible that somebody, um, you know, some organizations have a solution for that challenge, but they're usually some sort of personal wacky workaround. And it's not part of a larger suite. Um, That's what I also think about. You know, you you asked about the the media buying perspective. I think about line items. Uh, The complexity of the buys aren't often as simplistic as when we talk about examples. Um, Usually when a client is saying, we want to have these hyper-personalized ads, we're looking for 500 line items. You, the buyer, needs to check every single one, make sure that they're directed towards these differing landing pages. The creative should be different. Like There are so many asks and the buyers put under a lot of stress. Maybe they've architected some sort of process to simplify that, but I don't care what your industry or your agency training is. You haven't really been prepared on how to... like deal or reconcile with that challenge. So there need to be tools in place to help make that easier for you to architect that kind of planning scenario Mm -hmm. and to double check that planning scenario. So that's an example that comes to mind because I remember just like late at night, looking at this long list being like, how am I going to find that I have not missed anything, that something isn't going to be misdirected, that there's Mm -hmm. not going to be an error associated with one of these things. And usually it's a, it's a, a secret uh, in terms of who's come up with some sort of solution, who's utilized some sort of Excel trick or tactic yeah. to make that easier for themselves yeah. to solve. But it's not an industry-wide solution uh, or an agency-wide solution that everyone can take advantage of. So I mean, that's
0: kind of an example. For oh, me. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great example. So you unleashed a lot of gems. So I'm I'm going to try to break it down for listeners like myself that just need just maybe you have mummy brain, even if you're not a mummy. Maybe you have that brain, right? So you said a few things. You highlighted how sometimes it's individual organizational skills and, and implementing that tool to help at the individual level. You mentioned the buyers and the 500 line items. If you have 500 line items and you buy yourself on your team, please, if you're that manager, please hire somebody else. Please hire somebody else. Please hire somebody else. Please hire support. I hope I said that enough. Hashtag please hire somebody else. Okay? Um, don't let your people suffer like this. It's not fair. But um, if you have the automation for that 500 line item, then cool, yes. I still think you need another person to help QA. You mentioned following up on some of the things. So I was training um, a gentleman um, the other day and I mentioned that. So I've, I trained this agency and this is what we have. Well, we have QA and processes implemented. I don't think we we give process enough like flowers. Like there's a lot of process that can actually make us more efficient and effective in our day-to-day, right? So I was telling him that those are processes that we have in place now um, because I literally made all of these mistakes that have led in that process creation, that have led led in other team members being trained on this process because we cannot have that happen anymore. Like you lose a lot of dollars you just waste a lot of dollars when there's human mistake happening, but we're human, right? We're all human. So how do we help our human people like <laughs> human people, our people to um, to prevent as much as possible, from these happening, well, you have to automate some of this process. Um, you mentioned certain tools. I know that some certain DSPs provide some QAs. Um, is that something Central provides? I know that you guys have a great support system as well. I haven't worked with Central in a while, but also I'm not running campaigns. That's probably why. But um, I know that, for instance, uh, I remember having like our own dedicated uh, support team. So. If you're listening to this and you're going through this, whether you're working with Central or another DSP, know that they have a support team for you and utilize that support team into your workflow, into your process, okay? That's the best way to maximize this partnership. If you're going to use their technology, they need to provide some level of support. Now, um, they don't owe you a response by that hour. Let me just clarify, right? But know that you can lay on their shoulders when it comes to that. And just like what Noor is saying, like, because she has that buyer experience and now she is uh, helping teams coming, um, bring it together, you can merge the two, right? They may have a solution that you may not have thought about that could work for your team. So um, before we close uh, the, the segment and the conversation... Here's one last question. What are three, three things you can leave us with? Consider it as like, um, like, um, like your best advice based on your your amazing background. What are three things you want an individual to, in the situation, to do or remember to do? And also three things for that manager, that leader, in that you know enterprise or in that agency or that company, whatever. What are three things they can also do to help the individual? Because we talked about team organizational uh, automation, but also individual organizational automation, right? So what are three things for both of those audiences you can leave us with?
1: Yeah, I'll um, because you you said three, I will share advice for perhaps three different audiences, which Perfect. one is the individual contributor, yep. somebody who has their hands on keyboard, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily a decision maker outside of the realm of the actual media plans that they are responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, So my advice for them is elevate your concerns if things are clunky and they need to be changed. If no matter how many cool tips and tricks and best practices you execute, you're still finding yourself doing things that should be more simple than what they are, if they're taking too many hours, if you're doing work that isn't strategic and intelligent, mm-hmm. um, that needs to be brought up to your management team uh, mm-hmm. or your manager, starting with your manager. And then at that second level, if you're a manager, take, those, um, take that seriously. When that information is being shared with you, I think too often, and this is just an industry-wide epidemic, managers hear that their teams are suffering and their responsibility is to just say, mm-hmm. Mm. okay, it's going to be fine. Just okay. do it. I used to do it. Now you have to do it. And it's not really the way it should be. I mean, there's, there's a there's coffee
0: or suffering bagels. No.
1: Yeah. You know, a is going to take yeah. you out to dinner later this week. Just yeah. calm down. You you know what? Work hard, play hard. And the thing is that there are limitations when you're working hard, but you're also not working smart and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And now there are solutions out there that can help alleviate those, those pains. So Uh, To aggregate that information, and you're not the only other manager. I'm sure there are other managerial meetings that take place. And so that's where it comes up to the next level, which is like at that executive leadership level. You decide you're the, um, you know, the, you evaluate the uh, economic decisions that happen inside of your organization, those higher level partnerships when you need to take on something like automation. It's uh, An automated tool is something that the media buyer, and then even in many cases, maybe someone at the manager level, they don't get to decide that you get to bring that into an organization. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is responsible for adjusting the infrastructure inside of an organization, who's thinking about talent management, who's thinking about what are new types of technologies that we're ready to put forth, the time, the energy... The financial responsibility towards, we're going to set aside time away from old processes that we're ready to abandon to move forward and create new types of training. Um, but think about that. Think about how you're going to set your organization up for a more successful tomorrow. Because while you are still perhaps or organization X thinking about sustaining the processes of yesterday, somebody else, many other organizations in the competitive landscape are working on bringing those automated processes in house. And I mean that both on the brand side, and I mean that on the agency side too. So um, make
0: make that time take take that advice seriously. Oh man, you drop even more gems. Like, and when we, I think when we, are, no, when we are talking about automation tool, we are talking about project management tool to implement within the team, right? To to um, highlight. Communication between teams, also highlight projects. Like honestly, if a campaign could be seen as a project, that's always uh, my advice to to anyone. Like your campaign is a mini project. You need to do this, 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 and you need to map it and visualize it. So a project ma- project management tool is a good tool to utilize and also to communicate with external team, like creative or finance or whichever. Another tool that I think um, we we don't maybe we don't. Talk about it enough is reporting tool that could be that could be considered automation and a great automation tool not only reporting and a visualization for client that client facing reporting but internal facing reporting because we need to see things in a different spectrum maybe with a um, magnifier glass right and sometimes the client don't always need to see all those details unless they ask to and if they do cool but I've always struggled with the idea of having a reporting tool that we pour investment in that is client-facing and the team was not able to utilize it to their advantage. I th- always wow. thought it was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, honestly. Yes, I'm going to pull the report from the platform, but sometimes it's nice to have a tool that helps you visualize as a whole and then you're, you're, you can identify which individual report or which native report you'll pull to assess or to address a performance-specific question, right? Because I'm talking as a buyer. So um, those are all types of automation tools. Do you have any other automation tool that I may, I may have missed that you want to leave us with? I, I think that that's the, the complex thing about having <laughs> a conversation about
1: really uh-huh. trying to boil this ocean of the programmatic landscape and just marketing automation in general is that there are so many tools that are on the table, Mm -hmm. at at least through our technology basis to help try to alleviate these these strains. And so you just hit on a lot of them, the planning piece, the buying piece, the reporting piece, the financial reconciliation piece, and there's struggle and challenge with all of them. And we're coming up with solutions for all of them to be addressed. And I love what you just said now about the reporting element. There's reporting that you should look at, and yeah. that you definitely need to filter before sharing it with a client because we yeah. know, you know, clients need to receive information the right way. And oftentimes that's, again, something else we're taking too much time to figure out how should we slice and dice this so that it can be ingested yeah. in the way that it is intended. Um, so uh, a, lot, a lot of different types of um, solutions on the table. And I, I think you've hit you on, um, on most of the important
0: ones. And I think that's the beauty of our industry is that if, if you have to stop the podcast right now, or if you miss half of the podcast, you can jump in now, which I find it very interesting. But just in case, like, you can do what you're doing more efficiently, period. Like I, There's always a better way to do what you're doing right now. Like I, I used to look at things and I, I spent three hours doing this And I know for a fact there's a better and more efficient way to do it. That's when you reach out to your people around you. That's when you think about answering the who and the how. And that's where you you think about that how something can automate it for me, or at least automate 50% of it. Or even if they automate 10%, you get 10% back of your time, y'all. That's that's a big number, okay? Because let's be honest, we're not averaging 40 hours. We're burnt out, we're tired, we're averaging 50, 60 hours working from home, like we are surviving on coffee, most of us. <laughs> um, so, so don't be afraid, you have to make some level of investment to gain that, 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 that time back. You know you invest for your time, not so much for your you know anything else. So uh, this was such a great conversation. I really appreciate your, you stopping by today. and um, before we be part ways um, because I like to ask that, can you tell us like three fun facts about yourself? Three fun facts about myself.
1: Gosh, I should prepare and think about this ahead of time. Um, it, it's rare that I get asked this question, but... Um, I can help with what, one. What, which, which is the one you'd like or to share? A
0: host of a, your own podcast. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Sure. Let's let's talk about that. So, um, I, I had mentioned to Ellen earlier that I'm a big fan of her podcast. I mm-hmm. love celebrating people who want to have these questions in an open and honest way, in an accessible way. That's <laughs> definitely the goal of my podcast, too. It's called Ad Tech Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had it just for a couple of years, too. You definitely have um, quite a few more episodes than I do, but I feel I'm really inspired by all the uh, energy and enthusiasm and guests that you've brought onto your show. So,
0: Um, If you guys want to listen to one more podcast, um, definitely tune in to Tech Unfiltered. Absolutely. We'll have your information in the show notes and we'll make sure to share on our social as well. So if you're driving, if you're running, if you're, you don't don't stop and take notes, don't worry. You can um, access the podcast information on our show notes. So I just wanted to say that out loud. So absolutely, we'll share the podcast. I'm all about sharing. Like we don't, we don't have enough of these out there. Like you need to have the the choice, your own choice. So thank you for sharing for sure. So tell us about two fun facts in like 30 seconds or less. Sure. Um, let's see, two fun facts. Um, one, I'll make it work-related. Um, one, less
1: work-related um, is that I, I definitely make a lot of time through my job for also um, getting on uh, panels, so panels with different, um, you know, industry organizations, and then also for clients, uh, agencies, brands, and and what have you. So that's just a, a fun thing I like to do. I'm also um, an avid cookie baker, and I feel like the joke that people always like to make. This is my like segue into what's my favorite topic of. 2021 is definitely cookies, alternative identifiers. Um, I'm I'm not joking. I actually do a lot. I've dedicated my life the last three years to like developing the perfect chocolate chip cookie. But I think the industry is tasked with identifying like what is the perfect cookie alternative. Uh So um, I'd say that these are kind of my fun facts. It really is an interesting topic. And maybe that's that's something that you've explored extensively on this podcast as well. I guess I'll leave it to you to, to tell me about it.
0: You know what? Uh, maybe we'll have to have you back so you can talk about. Uh, well, the most important c- conversation will be what is the perfect chocolate chip cookie recipe? And then the less fun conversation will be what are some of the solutions you're considering uh, in terms of the third party cookie deprecation? So thank you so much. We're looking forward to having you back. We'll definitely have you back because I think it's, I think we need to talk more about this topic. And then also definitely like now I'm going to go, uh, Google some chocolate chip cookies, uh, recipe because now, you, <laughs> now I want to have some with like milk or something. So thank you so much for, for coming, uh, coming by and dropping so much knowledge and bringing your energy. We love it. Um, if anyone needs to reach out to you, what is a uh, good contact information for them? Yeah. I think the best way to connect
1: with me is through LinkedIn. Um, Just, it's my name, Noor, N-O-O-R, and last name, Nasir. And then also I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm more of an active listener. I'm not always the most active participant, but there are amazing (laughs) ad tech, um,
0: you know, uh, handles I like to follow, but you can follow me there at NoorNasir18. Oh, perfect. And all of her information will be in the, the show notes as well. And of course, whenever we share on social media. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Ellen. You too. Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes, including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you next week and stay curious, my friend.